the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Passed through Eustis and Canton City, all about 60 miles east of Dallas off of I-20. More than 54 patients following the storm were treated in hospitals in the region. Texas Governor Greg Abbott tweeted that Texas Task Force 2 has been sent to assist in Van Zandt County, with Red Cross on hand to help those who lost their homes and are in need of assistance. Val Dior, Dallas. White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus tells Jonathan Carl on ABC's This Week that only the president cares about, or the press cares about, President Trump's taxes. What the president has said is that he's under routine audit. When the audit is over, he will look at releasing his taxes. But again, here's my other point. Nobody cares, Jonathan. You care. This is SRN News. Larry Elder isn't on the socialism bus and never will be. Bernie Sanders is ignorant. I don't mean stupid. I just mean ignorant. How anybody can look at these numbers and assume that Sweden is a model that we all ought to emulate when, in fact, they're turning away from the socialism that has retarded their growth. And that this man almost became the nominee of the Democratic Party and remains, in my opinion, the soul of that party, it's scary. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Be sure to tune in to the best and longest-running conservative talk show right here in the Twin Cities. Yes, you guessed it. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Every Saturday at 1 with Mitch Berg and Sunday at 2 with Brad Carlson. Every week, the Narn brings you the best in local, political, and, of course, conservative talk. It's the Narn every weekend at 1 right here on AM1280 The Patriot and online at am1280thepatriot.com. Here's your Blue Ox City and Air Weather Center update. Expect rain all day today with a high of 50 and a low of 40. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also text your comments or questions, 651-243-0390. And you can also check in via Twitter, leave any comments, questions regarding today's show content at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. You know, Brandon, I give out the text number every week. Does that still does that still work as far as we know? Okay. People just don't want to text us apparently. All right. Well, that's that's fair enough. I just don't want to be giving it out in vain if no one's a, if if it's not operational. But it's operational, folks. So uh, feel free to text in your comments or questions as well, and we appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a very busy week in political news from this past week. Well, a busy political weekend. Forget just this past week, just yesterday alone. Uh, Mitch alluded to it yesterday in his broadcast. The state central committee meeting taking place for the Minnesota uh, state of Minnesota's Republican Party. 
And yesterday, the Republican Party of Minnesota elected a new chair and deputy chair and also uh, reelected their current uh, secretary. Uh, Jennifer Carnahan is the new GOP chair. Uh, David Pascoe is the new deputy chair. And Barb Sutter retains her role as secretary. And here to talk about the festivities that took place yesterday is Priya Samsadar. She is with Alpha News. Check them out on the web, alphanewsmn.com. And Priya is also an occasional contributor to The Hill. Check them out as well at thehill.com. And if you ever happen to miss a, miss a story on The Hill, fear not, their Twitter feed will retweet it like 16 times per hour. So, uh, But that's fortuitous for Priya because you don't want to miss her stuff. Well, Priya, first of all, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, appreciate you coming on the broadcast. Your debut on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I don't know how it was an oversight. We didn't have Priya on the broadcast before, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're writing that wrong today, Priya. Fear not, fear not. Well, so. I am glad to be on. <laughs> and she's even representing, got the Alpha News swag on as well, the, the nice yeah. hoodie. Wow, that's that's impressive. impressive. Can you find that at alphanewsmn.com? Com, or is you that... cannot. It's exclusive. Wow. How, why is it? Why is it got to be like that? You don't even want to. You know, <laughs> don't even want to throw the fans a little love. But, anyways, well, we do want to talk to Priya about yesterday's state state central uh, committee meeting of state central delegates. Of course, elected a new chair and deputy chair. Now, Priya, you were there uh, yesterday working. I followed you. Uh, your prolific tweets, by the way. So, uh, congratulations on uh, making it happen. And, of course, you have to write a story, too. This day and age of being a media person, I don't know how you all do it, but uh, it's impressive stuff. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the new chair, uh, Jennifer Carnahan. Very compelling story. Uh, she basically got it, went to her first caucus a uh, little over a year ago, 14 months ago, and then decided to get right into the fray and run as a state Senate candidate in Senate District 59, which covers North Minneapolis and downtown Minneapolis. Now, when you're a Republican running in those areas, I think the result was pretty predictable what yeah. was going to happen. But nevertheless, she threw her hat in, made it happen. Well, obviously, was unsuccessful in that Senate run, decided to run for chair and emerged victorious. So uh, I guess I'll ask, first of all, Priya, do you kind of get a sense that this is kind of the uh, outsider's attitude that the party is going on at a national level, hence Donald Trump being elected president, did that kind of uh, work its way down to the Minnesota Republican Party? You know, I have to think that's part of it. You okay. know, um, all the candidates really um, took on this idea of touting Trump, whether or not they supported him, actually. Sure. Um, they really talked about making Minnesota great again, making America great uh-huh, again, making the yes. party great again. That was a, a common theme amongst all of the candidates on you know, all the different races. Um, I think that definitely did have a part to play in it. I think the fact that Jennifer was a former businesswoman, a current business owner, um, a former candidate in Minneapolis and did so well, definitely did help. Um, she did have a compelling story. She brought her parents up onto the stage, um, broke down crying when she talked about her adoption and how her parents bringing her to the United States led her to this place, brought her parents up so that delegates could give them a round of applause. Her dad was openly crying. I mean, it was a very touching and moving moment that I think um, really grabbed the attention of the delegates. And it was different than all the other speeches given by the other candidates. Now, we started out with with four candidates and Jennifer Carnahan, without a doubt, was the most outside uh, candidate because simply because she hasn't had any kind of political experience other than an activist. And even that it was a very, very short time, like we alluded to uh, Chris Fields, who was the current deputy chair of the party, uh, Dave Han was the uh, Senate Minority Leader, and then Rick Rice, who was the current RNC committeeman. So you had all of those factoring in. And after the first ballot, she was actually third behind Chris Fields and Dave Han. And yet, I think, what was it? Was it the third or fourth ballot that she eventually prevailed? It was the fourth ballot. Fourth so ballot. on the first ballot, Rick Rice was eliminated due to the 
due to the 10% rule. Sure. So anything under 10%, they got cut. So Rick Rice was cut at that point. Um, it was on the third ballot that David Han was cut. Um, and on the fourth ballot, um, Jennifer Carnahan just shot up and beat okay. Chris Fields by 15 points. Now, that, that is amazing because it, by, by that trend, you look at, because I was following online the vote tallies, and by that trend, you obviously had Han and, and Fields with their loyal, passionate supporters. But quite obviously, given the results, Priya, they certainly didn't weren't able to gain any support from votes that peeled off when Rick Rice dropped out and then David Han dropped out. Well, I think one thing that really helped Jennifer Carnahan is the minute that Rick Rice dropped out, he came up, gave his concession speech, thanked the delegates for believing in him as their RNC committee man, and then immediately walked down the steps and put on a Jennifer Carnahan shirt. Really? Okay, yes. I did not hear that. Okay. Yes, he immediately put one on and started supporting um, Carnahan. Um, it should be noted that both Rick Rice and and Jennifer Carnahan are from CD5, so that CD5 love there was playing into that a little bit. Um, but I also think that the hashtag never Chris Fields people definitely played into that as well. Um, I talked to some delegates yesterday, and the thing that I heard a couple of times was that if Rick Rice hadn't gotten into the race, they think David Hand would have been a in a better contention for the chairmanship. Okay, interesting. Um, just because um his voters probably would have gone to Han as a result just because they both kind of had the same message, same kind of personalities, um, just same walk of life kind of going throughout the same direction. Um, and they actually both had the support of Chairman Downey, I think should also be noted. So um, that kind of similar um, voter appeal was there. Um, but I ultimately think what happened is that the hashtag never Chris Fields looked at the final two ballot, uh, final two candidates and just threw their support behind Jennifer. Now, you had an opportunity, uh, I, I believe it was last month at Alpha News at Alpha News dot com. You did kind of a uh, profile. I know you did a profile of all of the candidates, but you sat down with Jennifer Carnahan personally and you linked to her. Uh, kind of her plan that she had for the party where she elected chair was very comprehensive, very Mm -hmm. detailed. And the one big emphasis, as it should be, uh, is fundraising. Now, in talking to her afterwards, I don't know if you had an opportunity to talk to her, but you certainly heard her give a speech after she was elected. Mm -hmm. Does she really have a grasp of what she's undertaking here? Because this is a monumental undertaking for you with given the party's debt and just the ability to, to keep the lights on at this point. I think it's going to be interesting to find out. I think she's very capable of doing it. I mean, she worked for Ecolabs, McDonald's. I mean, she was courted by some of the biggest names in business. She used to work for sports agencies, um, sports teams before that. Um, I believe the Lynx or the Timberwolves were on her resume Okay. Um, previously. So she's had an opportunity to work for some very big companies. You know, she, when we had our conversation last month, or in March, um, she really talked about manage being put in charge of managing such big accounts um, with big dollars, big teams, and being having to be accountable to C corps or S or I think that's what she called them, um, but to be uh, accountable to these executives. Mm-hmm. You know, at the highest level and having to give quarterly reports and saying, this is what I'm doing. This is, you know, where I see things headed. And I think she has a grasp in that capacity. But political fundraising is also a different story than it is on a corporate level. I think she has a little bit of an idea, you know, running in Minneapolis. I think 
the same strategy will probably need to be applied because, you know, I've heard that a lot of people are very wary of donating to the party in light of its debt. Mm -hmm. And I think she probably has similar ideas of what that's like, you know, being a candidate in Minneapolis, you know, not a lot of people are going to want to donate to a race that is dead in the water, right? you know, right. right from the beginning. So I think if she approaches it from that mindset, really takes it forward and says, you know, I'm planning on turning this party around and I can't do it without you. Um, I think that'll be huge. Um, I don't know whether Rick Rice will be staying on as uh, finance chair for the MNGOP. Um, there wasn't really much talk of that at that point, but that's okay. his current role with them right now. But his uh, $10 a month plan, he's looking for 5,000 people to do that. That was one thing he was touting um, during his race. It'll be interesting to see if that goes forward and how that works out as well, because I think that could be a real big boost to her as well. Being joined by Priya Samsadar, she of Alpha News. Again, check them out on the web, alphanewsmn.com. Uh, speaking of CD5, also another CD5 uh, Republican was elected deputy chair, uh, Dave Pascoe. Uh, what can you tell us about Dave and the, and the campaign he ran? He obviously, he, his, he was opposed by longtime activists, uh, Annie Aplikowski and Jen Dejernet, both friends of the broadcast. I, I don't know that I've ever met Dave in person, but he also out of uh, CD5. What can you kind of tell us about his background? You know, Dave currently works as a financial planner. Um, he's a he's a licensed attorney, went to the University of Minnesota Law School, former chair of CD5, and did tremendous things with that CD5 executive board. I should know he recruited me to be a part of CD5 okay. um, on their executive board for a while. Um, and just does a very great job of rallying people around. Um, I've gotten to know Dave pretty well, and um, I really am excited for him and to see where exactly... Um, what he does with the party, I think he does such a great job of just bringing people together from all walks of life and really does a really good job of being friendly and engaging. And I think that's something that delegates saw in his speech. He was very engaging. He was exciting and he brought a lot of energy. And I think that is something that he will take with him um, to the deputy chair's position. And again, so it is obviously going to be a busy uh, couple of years. Uh, we haven't, uh, I know we had a lot of success as a Republican Party this past election cycle, to regaining the majority in the Senate for only the second time in probably 40-some years, mm -hmm. and also uh, strengthening the majority in the House. Now, if uh, if those Republican majorities can be maintained in 2018, in addition to getting the governor's race, that would be big time because uh, Republican has not won a statewide race as a statewide candidate since uh, Governor Plenty in 2006. So definitely a huge undertaking to be sure. But it sounds like both uh, uh, Chair uh, Chairwoman uh, Carnahan and Chair uh, Deputy Chair Pasco have the right spirit in place in that they're going to support the candidates, the Republican candidates, and try to provide a strong apparatus uh, to help them to victory in 2018. So looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to talk next with Priya Samsadar, she of Alpha News, and we're going to ask her to put on her Hill hat now. Put on the Hill.com hat now, Priya. We're going to talk about her piece, talking about the media derangement uh, over Trump's first 100 days as President of the United States. That's always fun. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can text comments or questions, 651-243-0390, or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit, which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call one 800 597-8179 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500. All from your home with little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-597-8179 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event and a free $20 Visa gift card just for attending. Call 800-597-8179. That's 800-597-8179 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call Select Quote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10 year, $500,000 policy for under $28 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-523-3771. That's 1-800-523-3771. 1-800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Hey, welcome back to 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, you can check out my blog, bradcarlson.org. And also here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Text, comments, or questions, 651-243-0390. Or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. Any comments or questions? Regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, spent the first segment talking to Priya Samsadar. She of Alpha News. Check out their fantastic work, alphanewsmn.com. Uh, Priya also wrote a piece this past week at The Hill National Publication. You can uh, see their work at The Hill 
Uh, And Priya's piece entitled the uh, Trump's first 100 days, which was uh, actually commemorated this weekend. Uh, First 100 days saw liberal media derangement reach new heights. Now, Priya, this is something I've been talking about. uh, And we were talking a little bit off air as well uh, regarding the media coverage of Trump. He provides them endless fodder. And yet they're so eager to push some sort of salacious detail on how he uh, goes about his day to day job. And then it's so over the top and so either flat out false or exaggerated that they have to issue a retraction. But in the day of social media, the initial salacious uh, tweet gets like 10,000 retweets Mm -hmm. where the retraction gets maybe 500. Okay, so that's kind of how the media operates in this. And you made the point that uh, there was a Washington Post piece that you alluded to in your story that talked about. Uh, all of the uh, abject failures apparent that allegedly going on in the Trump administration. Oh, by the way, he would probably still be elected if you know yeah. if people had their choice to vote over today. But that's buried well down in, in, in the story. And this is something, obviously, you being in media uh, have noticed overall, uh, Priya Samsadar. No, and I, it baffles me a little bit because you know if media is supposed to be unbiased and it's supposed to be um, objective in its reporting and it really needs to be you know telling the full story as it is i just i don't understand how anyone can justify the media's coverage of the first hundred days and i'm not saying this you know to be like oh well you know trump they're taking you know being too hard on trump they are you know they're taking things um too far they are but I mean, there's just so much going on with, you know, congressional investigations. I mean, the different appointments of different um, offices, you know, Trump, you know, making comments on Twitter. I mean, we literally could go on and on. There is enough material there where you don't need to dog him or go and do personal attacks. Sure. I mean, I've never seen at least, you know, in my 23 years of being alive and, you know, even doing research, you know, further back, I've never seen the media take an approach where they make personal attacks against the family members and the people working for the president. I've never seen this kind of behavior before from members of the media, and it's disturbing. But one of the things that I that I've also pointed out too, it's almost be kind of becomes almost self fulfilling. The 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 things they write about Trump and the and the things that they'll put out there, and and because people to you know to some extent are still influenced by what they read in the media, and some some people somehow I have no idea how still are under the delusion that they that they are reading something that's impartial, yeah. and the media will go ah see that see that look at his his approval ratings are are, are in the tank, and it's it was the exact opposite with President Obama. I mean, they woefully underreported scandals like Fast yeah. and Furious, uh, like Benghazi, uh, like the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Department of Justice and the Obama administration hacking into or uh, doing an unprecedented. Uh, yeah, overreach into the AP's phone records to try to find out who leaked the story. Mm-hmm. It was so woefully underreported. And then when, as Obama was making his goodbye tour in, in January, he's like, wow, this administration was largely scandal-free. Because right. you didn't report it doesn't mean it was necessarily scandal-free, well, Bria. <laughs> no, and I totally agree. I, that was actually one thing that I pointed out in the article. I mean, if you look at the Washington Post, for instance, um, the Washington Post currently has a live tracker that tracked the lies that President Donald Trump has told. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's up to like 
or last time I checked, it was up to like 394 lies told or something like that. When I looked for something similar on President Obama, they didn't have a tracker on him. The only thing they had was on his last day in office. They wrote one article about the top 10 lies Obama told during his eight years in office. I mean, you're looking at a less than 100 days. At least they got around to it, Priya. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) But to track 400 lies in less than 100 days, but you can only find 10 top lies within an eight-year period. I mean, I think that's very interesting, but I think it also tells you a lot about the current landscape of media. Yeah, and 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 you alluded to, of course, you know, Trump. As far as uh, I mean, I I get that Twitter's only been around; it's been around less than a decade. So really, it only came around in the age of Obama. Uh, I think it came around the age of President Bush, but I don't mm-hmm. think he used used it when it first came about. So I get that it's something relatively new in in presidential history, but. Uh, the level to which Trump utilizes it to try to bypass the media and get his message out there, I, I understand from that perspective. But some of the things he, he he puts out there are just so unbelievably over the top. And to your point, there's plenty to dissect and go after that. He just puts right out there himself the mm-hmm. idea that they have to try to uh, concoct uh, an additional narrative on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. It, it's stupefying to me, Priya. It, and it is. I mean— I've linked to, you know, stories about where they personally attack um, his youngest son, who's 10 years old, Baron Trump, um, and make... I thought presidential kids were off limits, Priya. You know, I'm so I'm old enough to remember when they were off limits. What's what's going on here? They're t- I mean, during the age of President Obama, they were off limits. I mean, there was a time there was an instance that I mentioned where a Republican operative had made comments about the way that uh, President Obama's girls dress. I remember this. And yes. the media called for her head on a stick. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and to and to be fair, I, I believe all president's kids, mm-hmm. especially those under 18 off limits, because I don't care what your parents do for mm-hmm. a living. Kids should be allowed to be kids. And I remember that incident. They were teenagers. Yeah. As a teenager, you're going to be bored at stuff like that. Yeah. They were kind of rolling their eyes and sitting there, arms full of disinterested. I, you know, I didn't have a problem with how the girls acted. Yeah, the the, the staffers' comments were, were out of line, but this yeah. idea that she should, should have been drawn and courted, I think, the, yeah. to your, like you alluded to, the reaction was over the top. But Baron Trump, what what was it that awful thing? With the, you had mentioned this, the SNL an, writer. An SNL writer said that he was going to be the next American homeschool or homeschool shooter. That's right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and Rosie O'Donnell said that he was autistic. It's like, you're not a doctor. I mean, when we look back to the presidential campaign, there were doctors coming out saying that Hillary Clinton had Parkinson's disease, and the media went after him, like, right away and said, you're not a real doctor, you can't, you know, make this diagnosis, Mm -hmm. you're not that close. Rosie O'Donnell's a celebrity that has no medical degree, but thinks she can pass on a diagnosis of autism on a 10-year-old kid she's never met. Right. It's absurd. Do you realize how many medical experts are out there in social media now? Because how many reports have there come out there about how Trump has narcissistic personality disorder or or some other things or just looking at him, he's a heart attack waiting to happen. So to your point, uh, there are definitely a lot more, uh, a lot of medical experts uh, emerging on social media. Well, and I mean, it's not just even that. I mean, I looked at, the way that the media has treated, you know, First Lady Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, when 
President Obama was first running for office in 2007, 2008, they really touted uh, first, former First Lady Michelle Obama as this confident, smart, intelligent, beautiful, independent black woman mm-hmm. who was the perfect complement to President Obama and would make a beautiful First Lady. With Melania Trump, that was not the case. Mm. They looked through her records to see if they could find any racy photos and post them for the world to see. They looked through her immigration status um, to see if, you know, she came here legally and whereabouts and how she did this. Um, They didn't mention the fact that she speaks five different languages, that she, you know, has a college degree, that she's very intelligent, you know, and that she married a very, you know, successful businessman. Obviously, she didn't come by that um you know just by being some like random jane you know working in a diner you know she was a very smart intelligent person is that uh do we do we have a caller on line one okay uh why don't we take this call right now again uh we're joined by priya samsadar she of alpha news uh bob from hastings uh wants to uh weigh in go ahead bob you're on the northern alliance radio network well, thanks, Brad. Well, I'm happy to hear that uh, Alpha News is being represented, and Priya's on there today. It's a it's a great news outlet that we have. And Indeed. As a Republican, we and we need messaging out there, and it's in this liberal-minded uh, Minnesota, we need all the help we can get. So, yeah, and I was at the convention yesterday also, and I was pleased to see how an outsider was able to win the endorsement, and uh, it was a fair thing. Like Priya was. Uh, reporting on and i just i was happy as an outsider i'm brand new to the party to see that uh, everybody was willing to work together and come out with a positive uh, decision yesterday so i'm excited and i'm happy that uh, we have some news like alpha out there covering this thing so priya is very sharp well thank you very Enjoying much the for interview. the compliment yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bob. We uh, we appreciate you uh, uh, checking in and uh, listening as well. And yeah, we, uh, we concur. Uh, I've been following uh, Priya's writings and Alpha News myself and her uh, Twitter feed as well. Uh, Priya, we got a few seconds left in this era, about a half a minute left in this segment. Where can people, obviously they can find you at alphanewsmn.com. Uh, you also have a Twitter handle as well. I do. It's uh, P. Samsundar, so S-A-M-S-U-N-D-A-R. And, and w- you guys can also find me on Facebook. Just uh, look up my name. Okay, fantastic. A Priya Samsadar, she of Alpha News. Again, alphanewsmn.com uh, for all of the latest and greatest and some of the uh, local news that the media just won't cover, other than Alpha News, that is, of course. Priya, thanks for uh, stopping by today. We appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. AM 12 to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. Classroom football success from high school to Penn State to the NFL. I'm John Urschel, guard for the Baltimore Ravens, and I have a master's in mathematics. Math has taught me to think logically, helping me excel on and off the field. The thing is, most kids aren't taught math in a way that makes sense to them. This is why I've partnered with Mathnasium Learning Centers. They give kids the direction and support needed to master math. Call 877-601-MATH or go to mathnasium.com. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management.
Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area risk-free plus free shipping. Call 800-313-6952. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrated Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now, 800-313-6952. 800-313-6952. That's 800-313-6952. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, 877-BEN-1776. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast, we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman, every Saturday from nine to eleven a.m. It is the King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, in these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I, of course, am the closer, closing out on Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m. And, hey, uh, we uh, first of all, we thank again uh, Priya Samsadar for checking in. She stopped by, gracious enough to stop by the studio and uh, share her insights. Again, uh, follow her fine work at alphanewsmn.com as well as thehill.com, where she is an occasional contributor to The Hill. And we were talking about uh, Trump's first 100 days this uh, last segment. And, oh, what a nice segue. We can segue into the big 100 days event that we are having exactly three weeks from today. Yes, folks, May 21st. Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager will be in town. It's a a discussion going to be moderated by... Northern Alliance Radio Network alum and current hotair.com blogger Ed Morrissey. It's President Trump, the first 
100 days. It's going to be taking place at the Metropolitan Ballroom and Club Room in uh, St. Louis Park, Golden Valley area, like near Highway 100 and 394, kind of that general area. If you haven't got your tickets, folks, I'm telling you right now, I've been telling you this every week, get a sense of urgency because they're going to sell out. We have are now down to less than 50 tickets remaining for the whole shoot match, okay? VIP dinner tickets sold out for the VIP at the Hugh Hewitt table, the VIP at the Dennis Brager table, the VIP at the Narn table, sold out. The VIP dinner at large itself, sold out. Preferred seating, sold out. There's less than 50 general admission tickets remaining. They're $17.50. Folks, just give up Starbucks for three, four days, and there's your $17.50. And you can come on out to hear Dennis Prager and Hugh Hewitt, two of the more uh, insightful conservative radio hosts on your airwaves today. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the President Trump, the first 100 days banner, and it will take you right where you need to go in order to order your tickets. We look forward to seeing you there. And if you have any questions, uh, Stacy's our, our, our fantastic promotions director. Uh, give her a call, 651-289-4421, to get additional information about this. But I'm telling you, folks, it's three weeks from today. There's less than 50 tickets remaining. It's going to sell out. And we want everyone who wants to be there the opportunity to show up. So uh, get your tickets today, that is for sure. I uh, want to uh, check in now with uh, some news, national news from this past week. Uh, I definitely wanted to get to the story out of the University of California, Berkeley, perhaps one of the most progressive uh, higher education institutes in the United States, where Ann Coulter was scheduled to speak at the end of April, and there was a just an, uh, a universal fit-throwing by the majority of the student body at UC Berkeley, you know, because Ann Coulter, she's a uh, uh, she's a, a very uh, I describe her as subtle as a chainsaw. I guess you could say when she gets up there and gives a speech, uh, she is pretty acerbic. She's pretty abrasive and uh, uses words that I'm not comfortable hearing. I'm, I'll just be perfectly honest with you, there, folks. But yet, nevertheless, the uh, uh, the Young Americas Foundation, as well as the UC Berkeley uh, uh, College Republicans. <clears throat> Excuse me, invited Ann Coulter to speak. There was a big fit thrown. There was threats of violence. And those threats of violence at the UC Berkeley campus are to be taken seriously because when Milo Yiannopoulos, another uh, right-of-center provocateur, was scheduled to speak there a couple months ago, whenever it was, there was like thousands of dollars of damage resulting from leftist rioting, and there ended up being six people injured. And so, obviously, the students were concerned about these threats and wanted to ensure Ann Coulter's safety and wanted to ensure their own safety because people who are attending this rally don't want to be physically accosted. It's one thing if you're going to hold a protest outside this rally. That's perfectly fine. All within the, that's all within the, the appropriate, uh, appropriate legal statutes. You want to protest? That, that's A-OK. But violence is another story. And unfortunately, the safety of Ann Coulter herself and the safety of those who would probably attend this talk couldn't be guaranteed. And it got to the point where they finally negotiated. They, uh, UC Berkeley was getting kind of a bad name over this and say, okay, well, why don't we reschedule it to uh, like May 2nd? Why don't we have her in May 2nd? Well, May 2nd was kind of a dead period around campus. That was around um, time for, for finals. People weren't going to be available to attend this rally. So the idea was that, that there would be less people around and therefore there wouldn't be as big a threats of violence. And finally, um, 
the Young America's Foundation, uh, Young, uh, Young America's Foundation, yeah, that's who the organization was, uh, finally decided to pull the plug on it. And I will read a story from the New York Times. Uh, Ann Coulter said Wednesday she's canceling her planned speech at UC Berkeley because she had lost the backing of conservative groups that had initially sponsored her appearance. Well, let me stop right there. First of all, I don't think it's Ann Coulter. I don't think it's fair of Ann Coulter to throw these conservative groups under the bus because again, they the Berk the city of Berkeley and the campus personnel itself were not willing to guarantee the safety of students attending this speech. So if you're not going to guarantee my safety, go to and hear a speech. Okay, well, I. I all right, I, I may still be in the right here where I want to exercise my First Amendment rights, but I'm not stupid if I'm going to be subjected to violence, okay? Because I, I, I'm, I'm all for the, the First Amendment as it is, but uh, there's, there's certain hills you want to die on. Uh, Ann Coulter, I'm not sure that that's one I'd want to die on. Now, if it, if, if, if it were some reason where my family were in jeopardy, okay, that's a different story. I'd put myself in harm's way. All right, but if it's for some uh, right-wing provocateur, eh, a little different story. So I-, I thought it was kind of unfair for Ann Coulter to essentially throw the YAF under the bus, but you know your mileage may vary. Uh, Ms. Coulter, in a message to the New York Times, said it's a sad day for free speech. Despite insisting that she would go to Berkeley regardless, even after the university said it could not accommodate her on the date and time it had initially scheduled her because of threats of violence, Ms. Coulter said she did not see how she could go forward. The school said she could only speak, she could speak only at a later date and an earlier time of day when there were likely to be fewer students on campus and less of a likelihood for violent outbreaks. Late on Tuesday, the conservative group that was helping Ms. Coulter in her legal efforts to force Berkeley to host her, Young America's Foundation, said it could no longer participate. Young America's Foundation will not jeopardize the safety of its staff or students, the group said. So there you have it. Uh, the so-called uh, heckler's veto ended up winning out in this particular case. And I, I, I don't understand how an institution that is supposed to be this uh, a beacon of free speech, you know, Berkeley is, is renowned for holding rallies in an effort to, you know, bring attention to the social injustices of this nation. And you would think that protecting free speech would be a a big-time priority. But apparently, these students don't want to be subjected to Ann Coulter's nasty rhetoric. You know, it's just amazing where, where the point we've got to in this country, where being exposed to ideas or thoughts or rhetoric that you find offensive is somehow going to be psychologically damaging to you. I mean, my God, is that is that where we, is that the point we've reached? Seriously? Uh, the National Review Online, who, um, you know, they're not exactly uh, adoring Coulter fans. Uh, the editors got together and wrote an op-ed piece. I'll read an excerpt of that. Uh, for those at Berkeley celebrating what they believe to be a moral victory, consider this. As you may detest Ann Coulter, she has never used violence or the threat of violence to keep someone from speaking. She is a better citizen than you are with a deeper commitment to genuinely liberal and humane values. You may call yourselves the anti-fascists, 
But your black shirt routine, along with your glorification of political violence and your rejection of liberal and democratic norms, suggests the anti part of the formulation is not entirely appropriate. Perhaps you are only young and ignorant. But if you had any power of introspection at all, you would see that you are the thing you believe yourselves to be fighting. You are the oppressors, the censors, the violent, the hateful, the narrow-minded, the reactionary. Um, What does that say about UC Berkeley when someone as loathed as Ann Coulter comes off as the more dignified party in this whole saga? Kind of, kind of a sad commentary uh, on UC Berkeley. And if they had any, if they had any ounce of pride or shame... Um, they would uh, probably uh, issue some sort of mea culpa and say, okay, yeah, maybe we overreacted. Come on back, Miss Coulter. And, oh, by the way, um, where UC Berkeley has is, is, is really crapped the bed, when you have those conservative stooges like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Bill Maher, coming out and openly criticizing the university for their tactics here, um, that's kind of when you know that you've uh, <laughs> you've jumped the shark, Okay. And uh, Bernie Sanders, I mean, and, and this, this speaking of Bernie Sanders, how is it that a, an avowed socialist is to the right of the mainstream Democrat Party when it comes to free speech and also uh, the life issue? Kind of weaving into a different section here where uh, current uh, Democrat National Committee Chair Tom Perez basically says that all Democrat candidates going forward need to be pro-abortion. They need to uh, endorse, you know, as they like to call it, woman's right to choose. But let's let's be honest, it's pro-abortion because Bernie Sanders went out and supported a Democrat mayor, mayoral candidate in Omaha, Nebraska. Bernie Sanders is like, well, I may not be a Democrat, but I want to get as many Democrat candidates to elected office as I can, so I'm going to support this Democrat candidate, uh, mayoral candidate in Omaha, Nebraska. And he happens to be pro-life, and people just through a fit. Well, first of all, who cares what a mayor's uh, stance is on the life issue? When is the last time a, may, uh, a, a city's mayor had anything to do with abortion laws or upholding abortion laws or changing abortion laws or affecting abortion laws? But yet they're so radically pro-abortion, today's mainstream Democrat Party, that an avowed socialist like Bernie Sanders is to the right of the, of the mainstream Democrat Party when it comes to free speech and abortion. Uh, what a time to be alive. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Text your comments or questions to 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. A parking lot full of holes can make your place of business look bad, both to customers and to your employees. Let Ally Blacktop make your school, church, or company more inviting with pricing as low as it's been in 10 years. Ally Blacktop does it all, from repairing to sealing or installing a completely new lot. Call now to get on Ally Blacktop's schedule. The season is short and it's filling up fast. Ally Blacktop, the premier commercial and municipal asphalt maintenance and repair contractor in Minnesota. Online at AlliedBlacktopMN.com. 
Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions eliminate penalties and interest and reduce your past tax bill so you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. Call 855-290-1382. That's 855-290-1382. Again, 855-290-1382. That's 855-290-1382. Hi, this is John Lamore of Advanced Construction Services. While my voice may sound familiar, our company name has changed. Advanced Waterproofing and Advanced Sandjacking are now combined under one company, Advanced Construction Services. But rest assured, we will continue to provide the same great services that our commercial and residential customers have come to expect and that our loyal Patriot listeners have heard about since 2002. Waterproofing and drain tile, Concrete lifting and void fills, egress windows and bowed wall repairs are all performed by experienced professionals and backed by industry-leading warranties. If you have a moldy basement or concrete that's settled over time, count on the experts at Advanced Construction Services for a guaranteed solution. Call today for a free estimate, 952-562-8100, or check out our new website at advancedconstructionmn.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Patriot. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with a final segment on today's broadcast. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks for tuning in. I can't help but think of the movie Forrest Gump every time I hear this song now, when Forrest does his run back and forth across the country. I mean, this is a longtime classic song by Willie Nelson, but yet, of all things, Forrest Gump is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> when I hear this song. So the uh, what they affectionately like to refer to as the Nerd Prom, a.k.a. the White House Correspondence Dinner, took place uh, this past week. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've said it quite often, it reminds me of all of these Hollywood award shows like the Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Grammys, uh, whatever else. Name your award show where all of these uh, elitist celebrities get together and, and pat each other pat pat each other on the back and stroke each other's egos and whatnot. And Michelle Malkin kind of had the same perspective of the White House Correspondents' Dinner that I did. And so just before the dinner took place last night, Michelle Malkin put out a video at Conservative Review TV uh, kind of uh, indicating her disdain 
for this uh, particular uh, dog and pony show. So, Brandon, if we have that audio, here we go. Hi, I'm Michelle Malkin for CRTV. So what is the big deal about the White House Correspondents' Dinner? Every year, a bunch of narcissist Beltway journalists invite a bunch of narcissist Hollywood celebrities to stroke each other's egos while they pretend to laugh at some narcissist liberal comedian's so-called jokes about the president. Now, if the president is a Democrat, they slobber all over each other and party until the wee hours of the morning in gated D.C. mansion soirees sponsored by the snobs at Vanity Fair. Then the journalists wake up with hangovers the next morning and get back to work sucking up to power and passing off their gossip-mongering and left-wing editorializing as objective journalism. If the president is Republican, they grit their teeth and play nice for the cameras while the narcissist liberal comedian sneers passive-aggressively at the commander-in-chief. Then they bitch and moan and hunt for the next great Democratic hope to save them all. But this year, Donald Trump is skipping out of the me, me, me media's pathetic ego fest. I say bravo. Let the narcissists throw tantrums in their sandbox and tell each other how indispensable they are to democracy. President Trump's got a country to restore and run. He don't got time for those news fakers and Hollywood haters. Wow. So Michelle Malkin, as always, uh, never one to uh, mince words and never one to uh, uh, kind of hide her true feelings about something. So <laughs> kudos to, to uh, Michelle Malkin again. CRTV.com is where you can find that video and also follow Michelle Malkin on Twitter as well. Uh, you know, I she's exactly right. When it's a Democrat president, they they just they practically get on their knees and stoop to touch the hem of uh, of his garment. And with Obama it was it was the worst. And I've I've brought this up on this show before. How pathetic was the media around Obama that they they couldn't judge him objectively or report on him objectively. Very few of them could. Okay, there 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 may be yeah obviously this opens up to all media and there were probably some conservative media outlets that were represented there last night, but I I I mentioned this before. Remember four years ago when the uh, Justice Department went in and uh, I, and I mentioned this with Priya in the uh, in one of the, our other segments where they went in and took all of the AP's phone records in an effort to find out their sources for uh, apparently the AP reported on a thwarted Al-Qaeda attack. Apparently Al-Qaeda was going to set off a bomb on an American airline uh, or an airline flying into the United States back in 2012, and the AP reported on it, and the White House wanted to know how they got that information, and so they basically did a sweeping uh, collection of AP's phone records. And the AP was concerned. It's just like, well, you're, you're, you're overreaching here. You're not narrowing the scope to just sources that could have provided the information on the story, but rather phone calls that we've had for from all kinds of sources, from all kinds of stories. And it was an unprecedented overreach by the Obama Justice Department. Or when Fox News is James Rosen around the same time frame, his either his emails were hacked into or his phone was bugged by the Obama administration's Justice Department because they wanted to find out his sources on a story about North Korea. I think it was North Korea's nuclear program. James Rosen reported on a story for that. Okay, and I mean these journalists normally, when someone does something like that, are so offended. It's like if they're if they're true beacons of light for the journal for the journalistic for journalistic practices they would insist that their confidential sources be protected 
But because it was the Obama Justice Department that did it, they just basically rolled over and hardly criticized it at all. Or if they did, they gave it a kind of a cursory cursory mention and then moved on. So less than a year later, when all these people showed up at the White House Correspondents' Dinner and hung out with Obama like nothing happened. Okay? But because Donald Trump is a big media, or a big media, because Donald Trump is this big beanie, and because he criticizes the media and calls them out for for their uh, hyperbole, and you know, Pri and I talked about this extensively. Okay, they sit there and they'll and they'll sit like. Here's a classic example of this. Donald Trump was signing a piece of legislation last week, and he said, "Well, there's a lot of words here, but I'll go ahead and and, and sign it anyways." And this political reporter, practically wetting on himself, "Oh my God, Donald Trump said this bill that he was signing. It was so many words he didn't bother to read it, but he went ahead and signed it anyways." Well, no, what Donald Trump was alluding to was the title of the bill, saying a lot of words, being kind of, you know, jocular, tongue-in-cheek. Well, the original tweet that that political reporter put out was like got several thousand retweets, but the retraction saying, ah, yeah, sorry about that. Actually, he was referring to the title. He was just being tongue-in-cheek, okay? The retraction got maybe several hundred, so about 20 times less. So Michelle Malkin is exactly right. When it's a, when it's a Republican president... Okay, they'll sit there and then grit their teeth and then they'll write stories and then they'll have a comedian, uh, you know, ripping him. I I guess Hassan Minaj was the comedian last night. I've never heard of him, but I guess he was the one who just uh, who destroyed. Isn't that the 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 uh, term now destroyed President Trump? But yet when an Obama Justice Department tries to find out your secret sources, which you tell us are indispensable to democracy in reporting your stories, that you should be able to protect your secret sources. If that sacred aspect of your job is violated by a sitting administration like it was with the Obama administration, eh, no big deal. We'll still show up because, well, I mean, I've got to be there to accept my award, right? So it's just a completely narcissistic festival, and uh, I had no interest in watching it last night and strategically avoided it. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've had fun. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. The first 100 days of the Trump administration could indicate the type of America we'll live in for the next four years. But how do we accurately evaluate these first 100 days? President Trump, the first 100 days, a dynamic event that brings together some of the sharpest political minds. Come see Hugh Hewitt, Dennis Prager, and Ed Morrissey on May 21st for a behind-the-scenes look at the first 100 days of the Trump presidency. Find tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away, so I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. 
Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. The Spectacle Shop. Optician magicians. They know how to make glasses elongate a round face. They know how to make glasses add curves to an angular face. You want to appear younger? They show you the magic that occurs when you try glasses with an upswept corner. If you want to attract more attention to your eyes, they show you what darker frames can do. They will make you fall in love with your face the way your mama did on the day you were born. They're the Spectacle Shop. Four Twin Cities locations. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit, which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call one 800 597-8179 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500. All from your home with little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-597-8179 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event and a free $20 Visa gift card just for attending. Call 800-597-8179. That's 800-597-8179 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Five people have died as the result of severe storms that hit East Texas. Saturday night, SRN's Val Dior has more. Canton Mayor Luann Everett confirming that Governor Greg Abbott has sent. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.